0: this this afternoon. Actually, most for some reason, almost all day I've been thinking about this. And I don't know what brought it into my mind. Maybe it's just the way your mind works when you're preparing for something that you need to do. <clears throat> I was thinking about who I admired as a superhero when I was a kid. Now, I was raised in the in late 50s and early and 60s. So my two super you don't have to think about this if you don't want to, and I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it was just something that just struck me all day for some reason. My two superheroes that I really loved to watch on TV were on Saturday morning, one at 7 o'clock and one at 7.30, every Saturday morning. One was Superman with George Reeves, the first Superman. So I heard a few laughters, so okay. And what about Mighty Mouse? Mighty Mouse. Man, he could they could fly. They had these superpowers. Anyway, I'm not sure why I even mentioned it, but I just thought it would lighten it up a little bit in here. My message this evening is a challenge. In fact, we're challenged to go. It wasn't my original message. In fact, up until about three days ago, I was planning a whole other message. It was already done. But God laid this on my heart, and I think it's it was important for me. So I think maybe it might be impor- important for all of us as we hear these words and these comparisons that I'm going to try to share with you. First of all, we're challenged to go. Where are we challenged to go? We are challenged to go next door. We are challenged to go out of town. We are challenged to go uh, across the pond. We are challenged to go everywhere God sends us to go. Everywhere God puts on our hearts, that is where we must go. Absolutely. Before I get into my message, I got just a few things I want to share. The imp- it's, a, it's an important message for today because, listen, we are living in the end days. When? We don't know. We don't put dates on his return. We don't put dates on his rapture. We, we can't. And I'm glad they don't. I'm glad you can't. But God knows when that will happen. But we know the times and the seasons. Just look around us. Man, the wars. Our battleships. For our military are going over to the Middle East. By the way, that's where it's all going to take place. That is the focal point of history in the Middle East. It's happening, but we don't know when His return will come. But we know one thing: it's coming. We have earthquakes and earth shakes and discharges. Those are volcanoes, oh, by the way. way. Oceans are raging. Families are failing. Economies are failing. Violence is spread across the land. There isn't very many places today that we can go and call an actual safe haven. Even churches are open game, are considered soft targets, if you So we need to be vigilant. We need to be focused. In John chapter 10, it says this. The thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it in its abundance. We can enjoy that abundant life here in this world when we're focused on Him, when we, get, when we have our priorities in line. First Peter 5.8 says this, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around seeking whom he may devour. And then the first two words of the next verse, it says, resist him. Those are important words, folks. If you want to know more about the end times, read the scripture, Matthew 24. Go back to the Old Testament and read the prophecies. They are exciting reads. Believe me, they are. Number two, we can't live on the fence anymore we have to make a choice we have to take a stand we have to be focused on where we're going and who we're going with the fence is a balancing act I don't like that kind of insecurity do you? And I like to have my feet planted on solid ground. I like to have my feet planted on the foundation of Jesus Christ. We can't live on the fence religiously or politically in our world. We must take a stand. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, it says, Watch. That means be on the lookout. Watch, because there's there's danger ahead. He's trying to warn us. Watch out. Stand fast in the faith. Be brave. That's sometimes difficult, isn't it? And we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go on in this message. Be brave. Be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. Ephesians chapter 6 says this, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Stand. After you've done everything you can to stand, after you've put on the armor of God, well, stand. Don't sit. Stand. I'm not sure how comfortable you would be sitting with all that armor on anyway. I don't think it was meant to be worn sitting down, do you? I don't. We need to take that stand. Let me tell you something else that's happening today in this world, and it's because of the attack. It's because of where we are in his story, in history. You get that? His story. Men's hearts are burning, and when I say men's, I mean men and women. Boys and girls. Men's hearts are burning for significance and acceptance. Do you know what they're really yearning for? Do you know what they're really? You know what the burning desire is in a person's heart? Do you know what it is? It's they're seeking truth. They're seeking truth. And the only place people can find truth real truth is in the word of God they seek the significance and the acceptance in all the wrong places it seems like work workaholics relationships gangs possessions power Addictions. And let me tell you, the list can go on and on and on. If you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to get into the Bible study now. I'm going to be comparing two individuals. Two tremendously wonderful, tremendously great, strong men of God the same challenge was placed before them two different responses this is is what God put on my heart because I think we're at a precipice of decision in our lives, not just in our personal lives but in our our mission in the direction in in which we go and in the direction that this church takes, I believe God's calling us to focus on him and that mission. Numbers chapter 13. I'm going to be reading a bit. And it says this starting in verse one, and it says, and the Lord spoke to Moses. So we have God's voice and he does speak to us often, doesn't he? It might be through the word of God. It might be through others around us, through advisors, through friends. But you know what? It might be that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit speaking in your ear. Actually, the ear of your heart. Although I've never seen a heart with an ear on it. But So we have the voice. The Lord spoke. To Moses, And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Wow. We have his voice. We have his command. And we have his promise there in two verses. He spoke to Moses. He commanded him to do something. And he promised he was going to do something. God never gives away, gives up on His promise. If He says He's going to do something, He's going to do something. If He gives us a command and we disobey, that's another story. So I want to take us so from from verse three. It talks about all the men that they sent, the twelve, the twelve spies. Now, these twelve spies, they just weren't regular guys that that Moses and Aaron picked out. These guys were like like the cream of the crop of of warrior. These guys were military heroes. These guys were leaders of God's army. He picked out twelve of the best. So he goes down and he does that and he <clears throat> tells them where tells them where they got to go, what they got to do, what they what they got to try to bring back the kind of information that they wanted. And then in verse 26, it says this: Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them that all the con- and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They brought back grapes that were the biggest grapes they ever saw and other fruit. Nevertheless, oh, uh, then they told him, and he said, and they and and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows. With milk and honey, we've all heard that phrase before, haven't we? Even as kids in Bible in Bible camp, in Sunday school classes, the land flowed with milk and honey. We've heard those those verses, that phrase. Nevertheless, here's where it gets a little sticky. Although he's, they're giving the information that Moses asked for, for them to seek out. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and cities are the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the, uh, of, up in the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell in the, by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Next, we're going to hear from one of two heroes of this story, Caleb. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, I like this because he is confident. He is he knows what God wants them to do. He knows even though they outweigh, they outnumber, and they outbig the Israelites. Caleb and Joshua speak truth here. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, "Let us go up and um, at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome them." Wow! A guy, one out of one out of twelve, two out of twelve, Joshua and Caleb. Caleb spoke these words. The response to Caleb and Joshua is horrendous. I'm going to skip verse, I'm going to go down to verse 6 in in chapter 14. And then it says But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephaniah, Jephaniah, or Jephaniah, I need a lesson on that, uh, Jakey. <laughs> who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out as is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Caleb and Joshua went in front of the whole congregation, thousands, and said these words. With confidence, with competence, and with authority. Knowing that God was going to fulfill his promise to to the children of Israel. Knowing that. And here is what the people wanted to do to them. Verse 10, and all the congregation said to stone them. Man, let's stone Caleb and Joshua. What they're saying is crazy. We can't win against those guys. They're too tall. There's too many. The cities are too fortified. We can't go. It's basically their response. So we have the voice, the command, the promise. We have the report was very good. Caleb saw an opportunity, not an obstacle. The decision was very bad. They wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. So, we have obedience is required. Number two, disobedience is chosen. Disobedience is chosen. Fear over faith. Disobedience is costly. 38 years in the, in the wilderness, walking around, camping out. 38 years. During that time, everybody over 20 years old died in the wilderness. Because of their disobedience. Because of their saying, I don't trust you, God. I don't believe you. After what God had already done with them. After what God had already done for them. Took them out of Egypt. Got them through the Red Sea on dry land. Killed the enemy. For decades, and they didn't even have to change their shoes. He provided for them. He gave he gave to them. He survived them. But they, they chose disobedience. Verse 26. It says, now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and the congregation of children of Israel in the wilderness. Well, in verse 20, uh, in Deuteronomy. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Verse 26 in chapter 1 in Deuteronomy. Now this is talking about what they did during this time. Nevertheless, you would not go up but rebelled against the command of the Lord, your God. And you complained in your tents and said, because the Lord hates us. They grumbled. They complained. In their tents, they said to themselves, God, you don't hate, you don't love us, you hate us. You want us all to die in the wilderness. Uh, how many times have we not trusted? How many times, and I'm going to start getting into some personal, not personal stuff, but just our stuff, kind of. How many times have we not trusted the Lord? How many times, and I'm not asking for any hands to be raised or anything like that, but how many times have we said, Lord, I don't know if I can really trust you on this. I don't know if I can can really hold your hand or or stand behind you on this. The Israeli children complained and grumbled in their tents, in their homes. Verse 28 talks about they became discouraged because of the report. They were passing the blame. They said in Scripture, the Scripture says, our brothers discouraged us by their report. So they were passing the buck. It's not our fault that we don't trust you. It's their fault. They gave us bad news. That's what they were doing. So, obedience is required. Disobedience was chosen. Blessings are missed. (sighs) Blessings are missed. We miss out on getting back what is rightfully ours, our health, our prosperity, our freedom, our forgiveness. We miss out on that when we we don't trust, when we choose the wrong thing. They missed the land that flows with milk and honey. They missed whole cities already there. All they had to do was go in and take them. Forty years ago. They missed out on the, the already built farms and vineyards that are planted and ready to harvest. They missed out on all that favor, all that blessing. They missed out on a life with their citizens who died in the wilderness because they rebelled and they refused to follow God. What blessings have you missed because of your grumbling? I should say, what blessings have we missed or I missed because of my grumbling or my fear or my unbelief? And those are are things that that each one of us can just sit down in a a dark corner and weep as to what God wants to give to us. Well, you know what? You can start today. You can say, I take it back in Jesus' name. I take my life back. I take my health back. I rebuke the poverty that is on my back. And I wrote down here, and I'm not sure if I should say it, but I wrote, now Moses succeeded in a lot more times than he failed. But I wrote down at the bottom of this page, Moses failed in that one time, in that one time. I'm not sure if that's theologi- theologically correct or not. I just, I don't know why I even wrote it. But he failed. Now, I want us to turn to Joshua. Chapter 1. It's the same exact outline. Well, there's a little difference to it. But I want to read first several several verses. It says, after the the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, and you and all the people of the land, which I am giving to them. Wow. Same, Same word? He spoke the word, right? Same command, go over and take the land. Same command, same promise. Do you hear that? The same word, same God, same command, go take it. And the same promise, if you go, you're getting it. I'm giving it to you. Everywhere your foot touches is yours. Now therefore arise and go over this Jordan you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them the children of Israel every place that your the sole of your feet will tread upon I have given to I have given you as I said to Moses from the wilderness and this Lebanon is as far as the great river the river Euphrates all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going the going down of the sun Shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Hey, Amen. Those are comforting words, aren't they? Amen. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Now, here's here, these next few phrases are, are uh, they just they just do something to my heart every time I read them. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe and do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night and you may observe that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make uh, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success have i not commanded you be strong and of good courage do not be afraid Nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Praise God. I love this first chapter of Joshua. Be strong and courageous. I'm giving to you. Be strong and courageous. I'm teaching you. Be strong and courageous. I'm protecting you. of the voice, the command, and the promise. Well, the obedience is required still, isn't it? Number two, obedience is chosen. Amen. Faith over fear. Faith overcomes fear. Fear is a liar. And the This next passage I want to read. We saw how Moses' Israelites 40 years ago almost uh, complained and grumbled. Let me show you how they reacted to Joshua. In verse 16 it says, So they answered Joshua saying, All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as you heeded Moses in all things, we will heed you. Only the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. Wherever, whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words in all that you commanded him shall be put to death, only be strong and courageous. You know, I just have to read this chapter to get excited. I just have to read this chapter to get pumped about what God wants to do. God is speaking to every one of our hearts. God is speaking to every one of our minds regarding what he wants each one of us to do. What he's going to challenge, if he hasn't already, what he's challenging us to do. What he's challenging you to do. So we Israel rallied behind Joshua, where with Moses they rebelled. Israel encouraged by the report. With Moses, they were discouraged by the report to the point of wanting to kill the, the messengers. So what is it? The blessing is received. They go into the promised land, amen. They received the blessing be strong and courageous to take possession of the land what as Christ followers is yours that you need to take back what has Satan robbed you of joy Peace, prosperity, healing, our family, our children. Two, and I'm almost done. Well, take possession of the land, be strong and courageous because he says it's ours. Number two, stay focused and obedient to Christ. We have a a cross. Well, the top part of that cross is prayer. The bottom part of that cross is the Word, studying the Word of God. Because it's this way. It's vertical. What's horizontal is how we deal with each other and how how we deal with people. So we have witnessing on one side and fellowship on the other. That's the four spokes. It's navigators. Anybody hear the navigators? That's the the, the four spokes of the wheel. Be strong and courageous. When you encounter the enemy that is stronger, that is bigger than you are. John 16, 33 says this, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you will have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You could be up against the thousands. But if you have God on your team, you plus God is a majority. You plus God is all you need. Don't let or allow fear to be your stumbling block. Matthew 28, 20, and Acts 1, 8 says, I am with you wherever you go. I'm with you wherever you go. If there's a mission or a ministry that you've been thinking about, if there's a course of study that you've been hearing about, and maybe your heart's burning inside to find out more about it, or maybe even to be a part of it, reach out. To somebody. Speak. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we claim what has been stolen from us. Our joy, our peace. Lord, the peace that passes all understanding. We thank you for dying on the cross for us. We thank you for your mercy to us. We thank you for the power that you've given to us. And Lord, I, I, I was kind of joking about Mighty Mouse and Superman, but, but those are, are kind of alter egos for me. I like the idea of flying. I know that's not in it for me. But you know what? I have more power than Superman. I am mightier than Mighty Mouse. (laughs) Because of what the Holy Spirit is doing in my life. Because of what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. If there's a mission or a ministry that seems too big or too overwhelming for you, Pray about it. Talk to somebody about it. Maybe God wants you involved. Maybe He wants you to be a, 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 a more courageous, be strong and courageous witness for Him. <laughs> but He wants us to be obedient. And then, we will have good success. In Jesus' name.